Welcome to a special episode of Cinebabble. Uh, I am your host, Ken, and this is my co-host, as always, Clint. Hi. There he I'm is. <laughs> on the mic. You still haven't gotten that intro down. I still. plan on not. It's just going to be my right. thing. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Hello there. Yeah. That's good. Uh, what do you week, want from me? Well, you know, quality, professionalism. I never said I would offer that. <laughs> I'm giving you what I have, right. and that's what you get. I'll take it. I'll take it. I still love you, Clint. Okay. Uh, this week, Clint and I went to see The Invisible Man, fresh in theaters, mm-hmm. and uh, we decided instead of cramming it into our normal episode that we were going to devote a, a, a nice little uh, Invisible Man-centric episode just to the film. We're going to tear it apart a little bit, and like we said in the main episode, we're going to tear each other apart a little bit because, <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, we did not feel the same about this movie. I know a lot of times Clint and I line up. We see eye to eye, uh, or we Except tolerate each other. Except for when a movie's really good, and somehow we disagree on it. Sure, yeah. Uh, we're this is this is one I was not expecting us to divide on, <laughs> and if we did divide, I expected to be the one liking it, and I expected you to be the one that was just meting it. Yeah. But somehow it's the other way around. So I'm I'm ready to go ten rounds. And see where we land. So, The Invisible Man is uh, a film directed by Lee Whannell. And it's uh, here's the plot synopsis. After staging his own suicide, a crazed scientist uses his power to become invisible to stalk and terrorize his ex-girlfriend. When the police refuse to believe her story, she decides to take matters into her own hands and fight back. Clint, uh, before you have to defend this thing... What did you think about The Invisible Man? I really liked The Invisible Man. I had a really good time. Um, I'm a really big fan of Elizabeth Moss, so I was totally on board with her. Um, so I was excited about it. I don't know. Okay. What did you feel? Uh, well, so let's, let's go back a little bit here because Lee Whannell is uh, one of his best-known writing credits is the original Saw. And... There were some things we've talked about before we did not like about Saw, and I didn't know he was the one that directed this, uh, but but the minute I read that, some things started to line up. We well, did me. Upgrade. He did Upgrade. Yeah. Uh, which I enjoyed Upgrade a lot. Mm-hmm. Upgrade had some similar problems to Invisible Man for me. For some reason, they didn't bother me as much as they did here. I I came out of this movie feeling like Elizabeth Moss was very good, and everything around her was not. Mm. Uh, I, I didn't enjoy the other performances. I was not a huge fan of the screenplay. I did like some of the updates it made, which we'll talk about in a little bit in the spoiler section. I like some of the updates to the old H.G. Uh, Wells story that it made and kind of the old universal classic movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was there was some modernizing uh, that worked really well for me. But uh, one of the things that didn't work is that the the actor playing the Invisible Man really just was this sounds stupid but he he was just he did not register in my brain he was invisible in my brain he didn't matter but and he he wasn't he important no he didn't he did and I'll, I'll argue why when we get to spoilers <laughs> but he did matter because not only is his presence felt but he is a actual person that has a physical manifestation and he has a performance later on and i just i never felt that performance uh, even if I think it was purposeful that it, you don't feel it though. Maybe, but at the beginning though, we don't get a sense of 
what she's experiencing in the abuse from this person, we understand it, we intuit it, because the movie immediately opens and she's escaping this relationship. She's drugged him, he's asleep, she's escaping. So we understand her terror, we understand, man, this guy must be terrible, but we don't get to see it. And it's not like I needed to watch her be abused. It's not that. I just needed a performance at the beginning, and I needed a performance at the end that really solidified what she's fighting against. Thoughts? I, I disagree completely. Ooh, let's do I it. I think it was so well done with the mainly be probably how she played that opening scene mm -hmm. that I totally got a picture of what she's gone through and what um, she's escaping from. And I didn't need to see anything. I, I didn't need to see anything from him at all. He's not important here. She's the one who's important here. It's her story of like, surviving and moving on and trying to be believed. That's like the whole thing with abuse is being believed and, um, someone just being in their corner and that's the whole story so do you feel if if he had been more of a character that that would have contributed to his side of the story yes. instead and of he's not the one this is not his story this is her story after the fact of getting away from him okay. and well, that i i totally believed in that and i and i thought she played that so well okay well yeah. let's let's stop trying to dance around let's go ahead and get <laughs> okay. into some spoilers uh obviously clint very much liked the movie you heard why i'm having some trouble with it maybe clint will bring me around he's been known to do that before but for now if you've not seen the invisible man this is your time to check out uh and uh you know we're we're about to to get into it a little bit so spoilers <laughs> ahead all right so let's just let's keep going here but now we don't have to dance mm -hmm. so so for me it wasn't that i needed to see the abuse i liked that from that performance where she's escaping you she does such a good job with her terror and looking over her shoulder and being on edge you really feel it. And the movie really had me mm -hmm. in that opening. And at the time, I thought, wow, this is a really bold opening. It's jumping right in, and it's not taking a lot of time to establish much. By the end of it, I wanted to see the same thing. I didn't want to see his abuse. I wanted to see them at a dinner party where he's acting completely normal, but she is acting in the way that says this person is in danger. I wanted to see her in normal situations with him where he's got this mask of, of normalcy I on. But they did do that at the end. They did it at the end, but then at the end, it's too late for me because I didn't get that at the beginning. And it's, again, it's implied, and it, it's implied very well, but I, I wanted a little more vignette at the beginning that gave me some more glimpse into what her life looked like before she's escaping. I, I didn't need any of that. I think it was perfectly like um, expressed through how she was uh, playing it and how she's conveying it to her friends and family of what she's gone through that I don't I didn't need it to be shown in any way. I didn't want it I didn't re I really liked especially with him being the invisible man. It totally plays into that idea is like you don't need to know anything about him. I and I really I thought it was such a really interesting way of almost doing a haunting film, like a ghost story mm -hmm. but telling through this technological way. Um so it was like and she's being trying to be believed about this almost a ghost story and also this um um 
cross section of story where it's her being believed about this abuse that she's been living through. And I'll give you, because one of the things I did enjoy about it is every time she's in a scene from the moment he's declared dead on, there is always an empty wall. There's an empty chair. There's something in the shot, even if it's off to the side, where you feel this is exactly where he's standing. This mm-hmm. is exactly where he's inhabiting. And they did that and, with sound, too, because yes. there's very little music in this film. Very little. Which is, I think, was a really bold choice, mm-hmm. too. And it was the same thing. Like I had just watched some other film. Maybe it was a Nick Cage movie. where. Or so another movie we had reviewed where there's just so oh it was a Ford vs Ferrari mm-hmm. where instead of ever pulling back music it was just piling on music and sounds and everything and then to see a film like this where it's this big budget film and to pull out all the music was so effective in making it creepier and more unsettling and. Um, it gave the moments where the music came back in or some loud sound effect or some big moment so much more power. Um, so I, I thought that was really well done. Yeah. yeah. I, the only one in the supporting cast that worked for me uh, was Aldous Hodge, and he's the one that plays her her friend that she's living mm-hmm. with there at the beginning. And I thought he was a part of making that effective early on, where just his sense of, one, protection, but not to the point of smothering her at all. He's trying to encourage her to get out of the house. And you that was another great scene where you really get a sense of the kind of depth of fear and trauma that this woman has experienced. She's even having a hard time going outside when logically, you know, her ex should have no way of finding her. For her, it's still this this giant impediment. And I, I really liked what he did. Um, I really uh, liked that it was this friendship that she's had and it wasn't a romantic thing. I'm so doing. glad it she never was a romance. from one man to this other relationship. Because um, and they, I think they both played that really well in in the daughter of that you believe that it was this friendship that she's had for a long time that she could trust in him and or it was a family friend i can i can totally pick up on like how close she was but you believed the the situation and how um she felt safe there yeah, it wasn't a moment of you need a man to save you from this other man. No, it, it was just... Uh, even though he's the the traditional, he's the stereotypical cop and he's all these things, he doesn't play that role in her life. No. Really. Mm-mm. She has to take things into her own hands. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you feel once she's getting to the point? One of, hands down, the most effective scenes for me was when she's in the restaurant with her sister mm-hmm. and she's telling her sister exactly what's going on. Suddenly there's a knife floating beside her kills the sister and now of course this woman looks like she's framed for murder i thought that was a really well done scene mm-hmm. how did you feel about that and how did you feel about once it now goes to her incarceration and her hospitalization and i loved all that stuff okay. i loved the uh, that i i was because it totally goes back to not being believed and mm-hmm. she's just it's just going further down this rabbit hole of that she's out of control and nobody is on her side anymore she's lost at that point she's lost that friendship she had with um um what's his name Oliver Jackson mm-hmm. um because she another scene where she's having a sweet conversation with his daughter and um they're Are you gonna, talking Aldous Hodge 
Yeah. Yeah, Oliver Jackson plays the the Invisible Man. Oh, right, okay. Aldous Hodge and uh, Storm Reed is his daughter. Mm -hmm. And they're having a sweet conversation, and they're going to have like a girl's night in, and then she gets slapped, um, the daughter. And so she believes that um, Elizabeth Moss's character did this because, of course, nobody else in the room. Well, and it's very well staged. It's right as she's getting up, so her eyes are kind of down. And I appreciated things like that. Yeah, so at that point where she's going to, like, her sister's killed, like, she doesn't have that relationship anymore. She's, I thought they did that really well with just the the whole um, path or, like, trail of abuse and is continuing Mm -hmm. because he's doing the same thing he always did. He's separating her from, and that's a thing that uh, abusers do. They separate you from your family and you give you nowhere else to go. So I thought that was um, really well played. And so, yeah, she's going to this hospital and she has nobody and they believe she killed her sister. And so I, I like that she's she's now in this almost this system and she can't get anybody to believe her. I, I like that a lot. I after that, I, I enjoyed her performance there and I, I really bought that. That really pulled away from some of the supporting actors that I was I was having trouble with mm-hmm. and really just made it a performance piece for her and that's when i think the movie Which supporting was supporting ex or because uh, it's just his sis- her, her sister her sister bothered me oh i didn't have her uh, there's that scene just because her sister gets an email she automatically believes it she automatically turns on her and that that felt a little manufactured well, i needed some more there where it was more than just an email i feel like it was already kind of hinted that their relationship was kind of strained maybe because she's already been going through this situation where like she's being um, he's been cutting her off to her family, so who knows what's happened before, mm-hmm. so that it's kind of starting over again. Okay. And so I kind of bought into that. So I had I had a hard time with her. I had a hard time with Michael Dorman, who plays uh, the Invisible Man's brother. I knew instantly he's in on this. I, yeah. Just because of the casting, he's doing a fine performance, and I like some of the moments where he talks about he's being abused or manipulated or things like that too. I enjoyed that. But at the same time, because of the actor, I knew I yeah. just, for some I knew reason, too. It, it just didn't bother me. And it, it just, I, I think if it had been somebody mousier, smaller, weaker, uh, that would have been hidden a little better. Uh, or if it was a sister instead of a brother, that would have been interesting. But I just, I, I was constantly, Oh, at some point, yeah. Somebody invisible is going to go down and it's going to be a Scooby-Doo mask reveal and it's going to be him. No, I never saw that coming. I okay. did think he might be in on it in some way, especially gotcha. with the scene where they're in the hospital and she finds out she's pregnant and mm-hmm. um, he's saying, you ha- have the baby, mm-hmm. uh, like just have the baby. Um, so I thought maybe to that degree. So that kind of threw me off from I, I, it didn't bother me, the reveal of him being in on it to that degree. But I think that scene where he's saying um, that he's been abused too and he's been kind mm-hmm. of doing similar things to me throughout my whole life, I think he played that really well. Yes. So I, I, I and totally, that's the thing. I so think he was me off in a really – he delivers a very good yeah. performance. It was just I, – I think he was not – I would have much rather had him as the Invisible Man actually. Mm. I would have really enjoyed him. I, I thought by the time uh, Oliver Jackson shows up at the end, he's menacing. He's got a good grin. I, I – didn't register with that performance at all, but I think Michael Dorman that would have would have sold me on on that Invisible Man character once he's. But visible. even if he had the same amount to do, maybe because he doesn't have anything to do, and I and I think that was the point. See, and and part of the reason I felt like by the end I needed more at the beginning from the Invisible Man is because I did not enjoy the performance 
when he's sitting at the dinner table oh. there at the end. I didn't enjoy him. I, I didn't really feel like he was this master manipulator. That just didn't click for me. And I, I just really needed an actor there who, in the same efficient economic way that Elizabeth Moss immediately at the beginning sells everything, I needed that actor to confirm all of that just in his delivery. And but I, I think he I did because it. he was playing that still the manipulative man in her life. Maybe. And I think she played that pretty well because he was still doing the same thing. He's still making you believe that he's innocent of all the things she's he's she's accusing him of. But the fact that he's trying to manipulate her into believing he's not a part of that. Uh, so at that point, she's wearing a wire, which is audio. The cameras are all at a distance. Maybe it's too on the nose, but give me his performance where he's grinning at her and his face doesn't match his words. His almost like in Get Out, where his words are very sweet and they sound to the ear very normal and, and reassuring, but his face is playing it as we both know you're recording this. Why are you why are you even attempting this? I'm so much smarter than you. If his face was disjointed from his voice, that would have given me that mm. that little edge. His character didn't mean anything to me at all. Like I didn't really, I didn't need anything from him because I it wasn't his story. And I, that's what I liked about the whole thing that it was. It should have been about him, like if just from the title alone. But it was her story, yeah. and that's all that I needed. And I thought that's what I was so had bought into, and she sold it so well for me that I was satisfied. Yeah. Yeah. So I like I. I think I, I could have seen it going a different direction at the end. I, th I had f thought of a different ending for it, but I was overall just satisfied with it. I don't know. Well, and there were the more you're talking about this, the more I'm clicking into it. I'm starting to realize what my actual problem with the film is. Uh, but even her claiming an invisible suit and becoming that thing is is a complete she was victim now she is not victim anymore she's taking the place of her victimizer and and she is supplanting him not in an abusive way but she's eliminating the threat uh through the same means that that he was delivering that threat and and i'm i'm beginning to think my problem with it is i just didn't watch it with the same sort of attention to depth that you did mm. and and i think maybe i didn't go into it expecting anything like that oh. so i didn't even engage at that level because mm. to hear you talk about it all of that makes sense and yeah it was all there now that i think about it but in the moment when i'm watching it none of that mattered to me it, yeah. it was not connecting in that way yeah. at all um I did, like I said, I, I appreciated some of the updates. I love that it wasn't a chemical invisibility. I love that it was military. It was suit based. It was optics. Yeah, I love. It wasn't a you know maniac drinking a potion and going insane. I I really liked some of the action beats that were in it that were kind of like upgrade where mm -hmm. the whole scene in the hospital where she's escaping yeah. and he's there and she she like proves he's there kind of like outs him um i liked all that stuff he used his kind of his camera movements that he used during that the whole um 
escape scene and it was fun and i liked it it kind of took it out of the horror just pure almost horror um for, for like a minute and had like an action sequence and i liked that her in the rain escaping and like that was real tense and i like that it started with her having a real keen understanding of him yeah i'm going to kill myself possibly here but it's a risk because that's the one thing that will bring him out of hiding because ultimately at the end of the day he wants to claim me as a prize he's not going to let me die and he wants and, the child. And he wants the child. And yeah. I love the suspense of that moment because you're just like, what if he's not in the room? Like, you're, right, you're right. cutting your wrist here. But she's um, so confident he is. Totally confident and turns out to be totally right, yeah. too. And I love that that's how she gets him. Now, side note, distraction by no fault of the film at all. When she looks at him and says, oh, there you are. All I could see. All in that moment, it was like some weird Vietnam flashback. It just filled my vision. Was the little kid in hook? <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Pushes back Robin Williams's face, and he says, "Oh, there you are, Peter." You're going to say that. That's all. It just it hit me so hard. I don't know if you noticed in the theater. I laughed no, I out loud no. because it just it flooded. It slapped me in the face, and again, no fault of the film. I was really invested, so I wasn't paying attention. I was to too. No fault of the film. Just, I wasn't saying you weren't. I was just saying I, I was I didn't notice you laugh. Oh, there you are, Peter. That's all. If that character would have been named Peter and she had said, "Oh, there you are, Peter," uh, I would have lost my mind. I really, I would have not been able to recover from that moment. Uh, but I really, I, I, I really did enjoy the whole tech side of mm -hmm. it being a suit, and yeah. in the moments where in that scene, especially when she like disrupts the suit by stabbing him and it gave me this annihilation feel for yep. a minute that at the end that because that faceless, look the faceless yeah. black um orb of the face and it's yeah. just and it, it creeped me out and i in a really good way and the suit felt very realistic yeah. to me not in a way that oh that's technology that's right around the corner but in a way that it had limitations it took so long for it to cloak and decloak yeah. and the way that it would it would uh, glitch yeah those things felt very real to me even when the cg was a little problematic and maybe it's just because how can you possibly make that look realistic when your brain knows yeah yeah it's an effect yeah um but uh, i i thought that hospital scene was really efficient and really good mm -hmm. and effective um the rain scene was good, although it, it turned into a lot of one of my pet peeves in movies is characters running through parked cars. Oh, and really? Nobody can see them. <laughs> Have you ever been in a parking lot and no. looked around for other people? You can't hide in a parking lot. That is such a movie invention. It's not real. It, it doesn't work that way at all. Try playing hide and seek in a parking lot. It will be the most boring game of hide and seek you will ever play in your life. It's, well, I mean, it's dark and it's night and rain. I know, and he's invisible, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But still, you know, ugh. I, every <laughs> I time it. that scene pops up in movies, I'm just like, oh, here we go again. It's parking garage, hide and seek. Woo. But the rain helped, and you know, there were some other things. But she's not just got him looking for her, and she's not just looking for him. There are like armed guards pouring out of the hospital. Well, there were like looking, two or three. And you can't spot the woman in the hospital gown. She was hiding. Cars. Sure, she was. Uh, just flank out and spread yourselves out and look between cars. It's, it's, you do it. <laughs> These are not like trained cops. They're like lowly like um, security guards. They you, didn't look like lowly killed? security guards in that corridor. Uh, they the first two do. They're all shaky and they don't know where to point all their guns. All of them did. No, after that, everybody comes in ready to fight Invisible Man. It's, you know, 
I don't know. They didn't really hold their own in any way. So I don't. I think they were maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I. Uh, this is one of those movies. To hear you talk about it, it's a much better movie in my mind than what I watched. Can I tell you what? I thought of might have been a fun ending. Sure, I would so, love to hear. So okay, it. I I didn't have I the ending was fine overall. I um I really enjoyed the film. Mm-hmm. It, it, I but I think would have been really fun and it would have really gone into maybe old school school horror school school or um the school of old the old school of old horror. Um, <laughs> it would have been fun to okay imagine this. Okay, she um it's revealed what's his name's in the suit. Okay. Her brother. The brother. The brother of um, her the, ex-lover. Right. <laughs> and so they don't – he doesn't come back. He's not found at the end in the crawl space or whatever. And he he just disappears. So they don't know where he is. And so she – she's – for a while, she's like living and she's looking over her shoulder. A um, few years go by. She's she kind of starts living her life normal. She's in like another relationship. She has a house and um, she's trying to get past this. She believes maybe he died. Maybe he's moved on. Um, But so it's a few years go by, says like 10 years later. And one night she's going through the house. She has to go out of the house and she's like trying to find her car keys. She's like, have you seen my car keys? Calling out to her boyfriend. And then she like goes towards the door and they're just floating in front of her and cut. That would have been fun. All right. (laughs) Much darker. Yes. Like that's what I'm saying. Old, like there's, they don't do that a lot anymore where it's just like a dark Cut to credits after like, nope, you didn't get away. Yeah. Like A Nightmare on Elm Street or something like that. Especially if they had really sold it as, oh no, it was just the brother the whole time. And that really is her ex's ashes in the can. Yeah. And she was just convinced, oh, this is, it was just him. Yeah. He was the bad guy. They were an abuse, a family of abusers. Yeah, I could see that working. Yeah, it would have been fun. But I, I didn't have a problem. I was, I mean, it could have gone other ways. But overall, I think she sold it for me, and I had a really good time. I definitely think this would be a much weaker film. Yeah, she carried without it. Without her. Yeah. She really there's delivers. Some, I mean, there's some really good scares and uh, reveals in it. I, I don't know. Okay. Well, like I said, t- this makes me want to watch it again. I'm, I, <laughs> I came hope into it's a this, movie where you do enjoy it more again. I came in this angry and ready to fight. And then Clint, I was excited for the film, so I, he I don't kind know. of turned me around, and I'm starting to feel like an idiot. And I just, I, I didn't see the movie for what it was, and and now I feel like I turned it into a punching bag unfairly. Maybe I don't, you, you converted me a little bit. I don't know. I'm gonna watch it and see. I hope uh, you do enjoy it, it more. Uh, I don't say I don't think it is the most amazing like horror film. Like it was, I think it's a one of the better ones I've seen in a while and she definitely elevated it and I think there was some fun action beats and horror beats and they made I really like the angle they took with the story I think that was a really inventive angle to try to retell this story it's a much 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 better update than the other universal horrors they've tried recently the mummy Dracula untold oh yeah much better oh for sure it's it's in a whole different class and I know they've kind of abandoned the whole shared universe with all of these different characters but even the fact that that she takes the invisible suit at the end Mm -hmm. suggests that there's something more there or another story. By no means do I want to see a sequel to this. I think it should no. absolutely be a standalone. Right. And I would actually hate it a little more if it was trying to join the shared universe yeah. that they were setting up. Um, 
but I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll just give it another watch. And <laughs> you don't have to. See, I need to now, though, because now I, I feel like I, I. <sighs> I think you're giving some things a little too much weight that maybe you're mm-hmm. overshadowing what was really good about it. I think I was watching more the execution of a movie that I was not catching the message of. Yeah. I think I misread the message. I got I got the abused angle. Yeah. And I understood what it was doing there at, at that kind of surface level. But I, I didn't take and think through it being a, an allegory for an abuse victim uh-huh. and giving a, a very heightened version of all the different things that a victim of abuse goes through or all the different methods that an abuser delivers. I, I lost that after the beginning, and I think I just started to watch it as a, oh, it's a guy in a suit, and he's, <laughs> he's really invisible, and she's going to get him, though, right? Huh, I hope so. And I just... <laughs> I think I, I don't know. Can you not do that voice anymore when we see movies? Because it's really distracting. You're sitting beside me and you're doing. Hey, hey Clint, you got? There's got, a guy in a suit up there. Do you see more popcorn? He's invisible. <laughs> Again, stop it. Oh wow! Can you imagine if we were ever in a theater and that was the person sitting next to us? <laughs> hey, that's a what's a oh, oh. In- invisible man. <laughs> I mean, that's why I the can't man see him. is invisible. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that would that would definitely be in there with with some bad movie experiences. All right, well, I'm going to give another try. Okay, and so maybe I'm completely wrong. You you would highly recommend this. I yeah. think I think I'm going to come back and say, man, maybe you should listen to Clint. I, I don't think I was all there. I'm going to check it out. Maybe again. I was just in the right like in a good mood to see it maybe i see it again about that I before sometimes the stars just align and a movie clicks when another night it might not yeah i was surprisingly excited to see it because i mean it was cool like i thought it was You're a cool, really big elizabeth moss fan yeah and i thought oh. it was a really interesting take on that story yeah. like it wasn't a cheesy i thought it was very well grounded and interesting i do think it's it shows you have uh, among successful actors you you can tell when an actor has their pet projects and the things that actually interest them and then their money projects for lack of a better term this is the paycheck this is the serious art and this definitely feels like this is elizabeth moss's paycheck film but but, she said that she really likes horror films yes and it's of a higher quality than the typical oh this is a paycheck yeah i could totally see her be interested in doing this though yeah and that's that's ultimately what i'm saying i think she has a little bit of a better taste even when it comes to her paycheck films what she's selecting because this is a much more commercially viable a popcorn flick mm-hmm. compared to something like Her Smell or, uh, you know, Handmaid's Tale, things like that that she's yeah. done. Um, so, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to give it another try and we'll see what happens. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I enjoyed our argument. That's good. Uh, I, I feel like we've it ended in a hug. It wasn't too much blood. No, yeah. no. It was much less violent than I was anticipating. It was all self-inflicted. I just, I, I feel like I've completely wasted uh, these home-fashioned weapons over here. <laughs> the, the bat with barbed wire and the... You did you a know. good job on that toothpick shiv. I, it's it's nice. It's I'm sharpened to a nice sheen. After mom and dad, that's that's why I am uh, kind of particular to the Sawzall over here. Uh, I have some uh, primal uh, blow darts over here. <laughs> some poison. There we go. Yeah. 
All right. Well, this has been a bonus episode of Cinebabble. Uh, you can find us at www.cinebabblecast.com. Let us know what you thought of Invisible Man, and uh, we'll, we'll share some of your thoughts next week. And join the argument or the what Clint has ruined and now is a non-argument. Uh, <laughs> but join in the fun, and uh, we'd love to hear what you think of Invisible Man. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's all I got, Clint. You got Me anything too. else? No, nope, that's it. All right. Well, you know, get out of here. What okay. are you still doing? I'm here? out of here. Get Bye. out of the house. See ya.